Welcome to First Row Sports. I'm your host, Charlie Jimenez. And I just finished watching the, the Rockets versus Warriors game. And Kevin Durant basically showed me why he's nowhere near LeBron's level in terms of, all, you know, all second best player in the league. Um, a lot of people have him second. I have him fourth. Um, a lot of people have him first. And some have him, you know, past LeBron. I don't know if that means number one, but, you know, people consider him better than LeBron. And watching the game, he just proved to me why he's nowhere near LeBron's atmosphere. Nowhere, not even close to it. Like, it's it's ridiculous that we're even talking about. The only reason why it's even mentioned is because he's in Golden State and they're winning. Um, And they're winning. They're winning championships, you know. Um... And he's he's hitting shots in big moments. That's the only reason why he's getting this recognition. But the game I just watched proved to me why he's nowhere near LeBron's level. If the game never went to OT, let's say if James Harden would have made that that last shot he took. Let's say if he would have made it and he would have ended it there instead of the fashion he did in OT. Kevin Durant would have ended up with a tally of 20 points five rebounds, and one assist. That, that, that would have been his stat line for that, for that L. Instead, they go to OT. He puts up six more points, um, you know, records, you know, a couple more assists and a couple more rebounds. Obviously, you're going to be out on the floor. That's, that's, you're, you're running a system, so obviously your stats are going to go, like, regardless who you are. Like, if you're playing in that system and you're getting minutes, you're going to get some type of stats. Um, and late, late in the stretch, he hit some shots, but he made, he, he missed some. He was kind of going 50, 50. He had a shot to put the dagger in. Golden State was up 119 to 113. And he took a, a top of the key three, his favorite shot. He loves taking that. He took it. He missed it. That would have, that would have, you know, basically put the dagger in, especially if they get a stop at the other end, but he missed it and he kept trying and, you know, He'll go 50-50. Sometimes he'll come back, make it. Next possession, he'll miss it. But he just proved to me why he's nowhere near LeBron. Because if your only argument with KD that he's an elite scorer and, you know, he brings a better impact to the team than LeBron, then you're flawed. Like, your argument is is heavily flawed. Heavily flawed. Because if your your only elite skill is scoring... And he's proven that he can do it when it matters, but not at all times. Like this game, this game, it's a regular season game. It's not like it's deciding anything. I still have the Warriors winning the finals. It's, you know what I mean? But it's still a stepping stone. If you really think about it, the, the Rockets were injured. The Rockets didn't have Chris Paul, nor did they have Eric Gordon. And Eric Gordon is a focal point for their offense. You know, he he takes, you know, some of the most shots in the in the in the team, obviously other than Harden. And they were missing those two guys and they still beat Golden State. And not only did they beat Golden State, but they defeated them at Oracle. Curry had a monster game. Thompson had a monster game. And Durant had a subpar game, but enough to get his numbers, which is what most players in the league want. 
That's all they want. They just want to get their numbers. So their so their numbers won't diminish and it won't look like they're slacking. I'm not saying that's what Durant is doing, but you know, he didn't show up tonight the way he's supposed to. In terms of if you're talking about if he's better than LeBron. I'm not saying LeBron would have, you know, came in and dominated, but LeBron would have at least ended with really good numbers, with decent numbers. For example, Curry put up 35 points, 14 for 27. Had an excellent game. Excellent game. 35 points, 6 assists, and 3 rebounds. Green had 9 points, 8 assists, 11 rebounds. A typical Draymond Green game, 4-7 from the field. Did not take a lot of shots. He had a typical, so it was basically, it was a typical Golden State game. Durant ended with 26 points, 3 rebounds, 7 assists, 10 of 23 from the field. So it was a, a pretty typical Golden State game. However, when it came down, when it came down to the late stages of the game, that's when things shifted because then, they kind of ran a couple ISO plays and gave the ball to Kevin Durant. As, you know, in, in a sense, which is what you're supposed to do. He's the best player on the team. And in some cases, he's, I guess for some people, he's the best player in the league. Um, so I guess that's the correct play. You gave it to your best offensive player on the team, correct? So that's what they did. And it didn't work out for it didn't work out for them tonight. And the reason why I say LeBron is nowhere, nowhere close to everyone in the league. His greatness, is, and I'm not trying to over, over exaggerate LeBron, but that's how the, the, the gap that I feel that LeBron has with everyone else in the league. You know, I feel like there's a huge gap that it's like you can't even mention them. Like LeBron is tier one and everyone else is tier two, three, four, five, you know, and LeBron's by himself. There's no comparison because if your only elite skill is scoring and you can't perform at a high level consistently when it matters, because, for example, if you think about the last two years in the playoffs, sure, I'm not denying it. Those were huge shots in game three the first year, huge shot right in front of LeBron's face, Second, the second title. Kind of the same thing. It was even farther off the screen, pulled up, dagger. You know, him himself, I think he scored 43 points, if I'm not mistaken, something around there. Basically took that game by himself. I'm not, I'm not trying to knock his performance, and I know the brother could ball. This man is a baller. Of course he can ball. I'm not trying to take nothing away from Kevin Durant, but when you really look back at it and think about it, was it was there really any pressure in those games? You know, um, you figure the first year, 26, 2017, game three, let's say if he doesn't hit the dagger, you know, Cleveland has another possession. Let's say if Cleveland comes out with the win. Golden State is still up 2-1. Golden State is still up 2-1. Yeah, they have to get another one in Cleveland, but... Golden State is still up 2-1, and you're going back to Oracle. You have home court advantage. At the end of the day, Oracle, at the end of the day, Golden State has home court advantage. So either way, Game 7 is at Oracle. But it's like those plays, those shots, it wasn't in 
pressured moments, it was clutch. It was a clutch shot, you know, and it was a clutch moment, of course. But it wasn't a pressure moment. There was no pressure on Golden State. There was no pressure on Kevin Durant to make that shot. It's not like it was vice versa. You know, it's not like if LeBron has to make the shot and it's like, okay, if you miss this, you're down 3-0, you know? That's not, that's not what it was. So when we give so much credit to Kevin Durant for basically doing his job, you know, and we over-exaggerated a tad bit because, and I'm not, like I said, I'm not trying to knock him important, clutch, you know, if, it, if I always say if it wasn't for Durant being on the Warriors, you know, LeBron would probably have some more chips, you know, I feel like LeBron, you know, may have three-peated, you know, I'm not trying to over-exaggerate LeBron either, but it's a possibility because if you consider Golden State don't, doesn't add nobody, if they don't add Durant nor no other superstar, if they just stay with their core with Green, Thompson, and Curry, I feel like LeBron with or without Kyrie, will be able to beat him. You know? And he beat him in 2016, 2017. Let's say they face in the finals. There's no Durant. It's a tougher series. Maybe it'll go to six. It'll go to seven, depending. But, you know, if I had to put my money on, I'll probably have LeBron James. You know? And especially at that time, he still had Kyrie. He still had love. You know? And if they would have won, who knew? Who knew what Kyrie would have done? Because Kyrie, his decision was to leave was because he wanted to be, you know, a leader on his own team. But I feel like that's, that, that reality came in after the fact that he faced reality. That he said, wait, I don't think we're going to beat Golden State. Not if Kevin Durant is still on. And this guy is talking about leaving next summer. So I'm going to beat him to the punch. I feel like that's what happened with, with Kyrie. But if they would have won... I don't think he would have went anywhere. I feel like he would have left after they basically were lost. He would have he would have tried to squeeze as many rings as he could, and then he would have left. So when you look at it, back to Kevin Durant, which is my main argument, you can't say he's better than LeBron. Because the one logical argument you have it's his scoring. A lot of people like to bring up, oh, a defender, he's an elite defender. People, he's not an elite defender. He's a very good defender. I won't say great. He's a very good defender. He's pretty good. But when you're seven feet, of course you're going to be a pretty good defender. You're long. You're lengthy. But the problem is you're seven feet. If we put him to guard fives, he's not going to be the best defender. Fives, fives in the four position will bully him. Imagine him trying to guard his own teammate Cousins or Anthony Davis. He's going to get baby. So you can't really put him on big men the whole game. And then if you put him on smaller guards, they might be able to blow by him. And yeah, he could come and you know block him from behind or something. But that's, you know, that's the next level that that Durant worked on, being able to do that, being able to be a a, a very good defender. But his length is what basically gives him that, that, you know, good defender status. KD just worked on it to become a very good defender. But he's not an elite defender. He's not Kawhi Leonard. He's not Anthony Davis. You know, 
He's not LeBron 2012 Miami Heat elite defender status. He doesn't just, he won't say, I'm going to pick up Derrick Rose and lock him up like what LeBron did in the playoffs. If Durant was an elite defender, why didn't he guard James Harden and say, hey, I got James Harden? If they come with Clint Capetta with a screen, I'm going over the screen. I'm locking him down, which is why I put Kawhi over Durant in that situation. Because if Kawhi was in that situation instead of Durant in Golden State, he would clamp Harden up or at least limit him or at least make it difficult for him. And that's the reason why I have Kawhi over Durant. And also AD. There's no knock on Kevin Durant. He's a balder. He's number four on my list in top five. He's number four. He's great. But it's like what I always say. If you take any of my players, if you take any of the top seven, maybe even the top ten players in the league and put them on Golden State, the result will most likely still be the same. I'm not saying that he had no part in the victory, but especially last year, it came too easy. So if you take out Kevin Durant and put Anthony Davis, do Golden, does the Golden State still win? Of course they do. You take out Kevin Durant and put Kawhi Leonard, does Golden State still win? Of course they do. You take out Kevin Durant and put LeBron James, does Golden State Of course they still win. Because then there's really no competition. So that's why I say his two rings really, for me, they equal one. And I don't like saying that because a championship is a championship in my eyes. But it's like, dude, <laughs> like you already joined a team that is established. You know? And it's like, I, I, can't, I can't understand why people are constantly putting Kevin Durant over LeBron. Because it's like, of course you're going to put Kevin Durant over LeBron. If, he has, if he's getting all these chips and getting all this screen time nationally and in the finals, and he's performing because he's, he's that of an elite scorer that he's able to perform no matter what time of the year it is. Because nobody was saying this when he was in OKC, or at least not as much as it is now. But when he was in OKC and he was with Westbrook and his ass kicked in the, in the playoffs every year and losing to the finals in 2012 against LeBron, nobody was saying that, oh, Kevin Durant's the second best player in the league or Kevin Durant's better than LeBron James. No, people would say, oh, Kevin Durant is a top five, you know, maybe top three player the last couple of years he played in OKC, but... During 2011 to 2000, you know, 15, you know, KD was, he was elite. He was top five. But you still had Dwayne Wade. Yeah, Dwayne Wade, you know, in that, those years, that was literally the start of his decline. But in 2011, 2012, you know, 2010, Dwayne Wade was elite, you know, top five. You had elite you had elite players at the time. You know. I still have Durant at top five at that time, of course, but he was in, he wasn't in the conversation for the best in the NBA. You know, people already knew that he was going to be one of the best in the NBA and at the time he was already was, but he wasn't the best. 
you know, or even in the conversation for being the best. But now that he gets all this recognition and is winning and going to state, that's when everything is, oh, well, boo, boo, boo. People, don't buy into it. Don't buy into it. James Harden ended the game with 44 points, 10 rebounds, and 15 assists. Full goal, not so great. Not really sure. I think it was like 16 of 34, something something around around there. Field goal wasn't too great, but hey, what works, works. You beat Golden State at Oracle with their with no injuries. Golden State was fully loaded. And you got out with it. He went 13 of 32. That was his field goal. Played 44 minutes. And you went out there, hit a, not only a game-tying three to force it to OT, but a game-winning three. To beat him by a point. And they were full squad, full squatted up. There was no injury. There was nothing that Golden State can say that that's the reason why they lost. Golden State got gifted um, a call that the refs missed. A horrible out-of-bounds call. Horrible. Kevin Durant had literally his whole body out of bounds, and he saved the ball, apparently. And then Curry hit the two-pointer to go up by two points. Miss literally got gifted that, and they still couldn't put it out. But this man is supposed to be the best player in the NBA, playing with three other All-Stars. And he's supposed to be the best player in the NBA. He, had, he put up his stats, of course. He put up his stats to get his, to get his, he, to get his numbers. His stats, he put it up to get his numbers, but those numbers really, they're not actually meaningful numbers. KD had about, like, two big shots, you know, but he didn't have that I'm the best player in the world shot. I'm going to close this out because this is what I do. I'm the best player in the world. I should be able to do this at an elite, consistently consistent level. At least the majority of the games. At least in these type of games. I'm not saying if Golden State is facing Orlando Magics and, you know, KD. No, like, that game doesn't mean nothing. But this game, it doesn't mean nothing either in terms of playoffs. But there's a game you want to win. It's this one. Especially at home. So when you're, you're, you're that and your team is struggling. So being, cause being the best player in the world doesn't only involve your skill set as a basketball player, but also your skill set as a leader, as an alpha male. That's another, you know, another point that I have why KD's nowhere near LeBron. KD's not an alpha male. He's not a leader. You see, when he was with OKC, they considered Westbrook the alpha male. KD doesn't know how to lead a team. He's kind of a good go-with-the-flow kind of guy. Whatever happens, happens. But he's not a leader. So when you try to put him over LeBron, you have to consider all aspects of the game, except not only scoring, excuse me, not only scoring. A lot of people just like to look at the scoring and say, oh, well, he scores more and more efficiently. Boop, 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 he's better. Oh, I've I seen him more because a lot of people don't watch basketball until the playoffs. So if you don't watch basketball until the playoffs and then you watch the playoffs and then you're watching KD hitting shots over LeBron, of course you're going to think KD's better. I don't even blame the people. I mainly blame the media and the uneducated fans that think that they know 
and they try to convince everybody else that that's, that's the truth when you've only watched basically one month of basketball. But people don't see stuff like this or remember it. And I'm, I'm not saying it's like the do or die decision, you know, but it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's an example. It's a showing why he's not, he's nowhere near LeBron James. Nowhere near LeBron James. And when people make a case that he's better than LeBron, it, it agitates me. It really, it agitates me. Like, it's, it's blasphemous. Blasphemous. It's very blasphemous. Because this man is nowhere near LeBron James. People got to stop listening to Stephen A. Smith. And I'm not saying Max Kellerman is right. But in terms of, you know, the best players in the league, I think Max Kellerman got it spot on. Because my list is identical to Max Kellerman, except I just have a little, a little, you know, a little, a little adjustment. My, Max Kellerman's top five is LeBron, Kawhi, AD, Durant. I don't know his fifth, maybe Harden, I don't know. Or Curry, I don't know. But my top five is LeBron. Number two is Kawhi. Number three is Anthony Davis. However, Anthony Davis and Kawhi are interchangeable. The only reason why I put Kawhi at number two is because of the players he has to guard. For example, he has to guard more perimeter players instead of big men. And you look at the, the, the players we have in the league, <laughs> there's more, you know, there's better perimeter players than, you know, low post, you know, big men. So Anthony Davis is number three. Number four, Kevin Durant. And number five, honestly, number five, I had Curry because, you know, he says it all. It says it all. Two-time MVP, first unanimous MVP, you know, three-time NBA champion, you know, changed the game. I have him number five. Right now, I have him number five, especially if they win the title this year, which most likely they will. I have him number five. But. James Harden, ladies and gentlemen, and I'm not a big fan of James Harden because when James when playoffs come, I feel like James Harden diminishes. In the regular season, James Harden 2K rating is a 99. In the playoffs, his 2K rating is an 85. He's diminishes, and he's not an elite or a great defender, so he doesn't help you on that side either. So he's like a never, another Kevin Durant if things are not falling. He becomes a cupcake, and he disappears. But number five, I have Curry, but I have Harden knocking on the door. But Stephen A. Smith goes on and on saying that. Stephen A. Smith goes on and on saying that Kevin Durant, you know, the thing that gets me mad about Stephen A. and even Max Kellerman and all, you know, the analysts do this. They live in the now, in the moment. You know, they, they just, they tell you, like, what they don't think in the future. They just say the now. You know, I guess that's their job, but they're not really good at it. Because last year, and the last two, the last year, two years, Stephen A. Smith was preaching that Kevin Durant is a top two player in the National Basketball Association. And he's knocking on the door for number one. 
He was screaming this like the last two years. Now, this year, with the Warriors kind of diminishing, Curry gets injured, Warriors stink it up, Durant doesn't really do so great. Mainly the team as a whole stinks it up. Curry comes back, they kind of get a flow back. Now he's changed it from top two and knocking on the door to number one to top four or top three, whatever he says. I think he says he's a top three player in the league. He either says top three or top four. It's one of the two. But now he's changed it. Why? Because he realized, wait, this guy's not, he's not as elite as I think. Offensively, he's elite. A lot of people say that James Harden is the most unstoppable force in the NBA. I don't know, man. I think offensively, I got KD. Offensively, I think if KD is rolling at his peak and Harden is rolling at his peak, KD can outscore him. And Harden had a pretty good game because a lot of people talk about the free throw. Oh, Harden's only good because of his free throw numbers because he gets fouled a lot, which has some truth. I'm not going to say that. I'm not going to completely disregard that. Has some truth. He does shoot a lot of free throws. You know, he leads the league in free throws attempts. Number two is Joel Embiid. But in this game against Golden State, James Harden only took nine free throws. He went eight of nine. That's a pretty regular shooting night at the line. And he still had 44 points. You know? So Harden can score the ball and not get to the free throw line because he's an exceptional good shooter, especially from the three-point line. Kevin Durant is a top four player in this league. The brother is a baller. He is, for me, one of the greatest scoring forces the league has ever seen and the, how, what the league is ever going to see. This man is efficient. He's a pretty good defender. And he, he knows how to work in an offense that suits him. I'm not denying that. But to say that he's better or even close to LeBron... Come on, man. Come on, man. All right, it's been real. First row sports, Charlie Jimenez. I'm off, y'all.